Welcome to The Disruptors, the podcast about the future of all of us, where we look at the technologies, trends, and societal norms shaping our collective future. Here, the world's top minds share their insights and predictions on the convergence, direction, and ethics of exponential technologies transforming life as we know it. You can learn more and stay up to date at disruptors.fm. Mirmani Press presents Death Donor by Matt Ward. More information on the author at mattwardwrites.com to purchase the complete audio adventure or to download the entire techno-thriller free with a free trial of Audible, visit deathdonor.com. Intro Mirmani Press presents Neanderthal King by Matt Ward. More information on the author at mattwardwrites.com. You can purchase Neanderthal King in its entirety or download the entire audio masterpiece free with a free trial of Audible at neanderthalking.com. Chapter 1. Fall of Akaj The saps are coming, my Dorori, A cried. Quick, we haven't much time before they pierce the Redrax outer walls. Auric leapt to her feet, throwing aside her blood-red quilt and the earthen crown of her people as she raced for the royal nursery. Not now. How could they have known? Swords clanged outside the keep stone walls, heart pounding. They'd already reached the city? Impossible. Fire, a sapient voice shouted. The twang of their gods' damned crossbows filled the air, echoing as her guards screamed and fell. Their derogy was in ruin, defences no match for the sap's steel bows and artillery. She flung the iron-handled door open. Come, my children, now, we haven't... A massive bam shook the fortress. Another, twice more. Not the ram. A crash, and the keep's impenetrable door splintered open below. Hammering steel grew louder. My lady, now... Ake grabbed her hand and yanked her toward the far door. Four young handmaidens scooped up the six sleepy children, all that was left of our royal lineage, and ran. Acrid smoke, something burning. At the end of the stone hall, Aya grabbed her arm again. Are you all right, my... A whistling shoof was an arrow thudded into her throat. Erisek shrieked. There! One of the high-pitched little intruders yelled... His comrades spun his crossbow toward them, and they veered right, sprinting towards Oren's den and skidding through the holy, ornate door. Arrows and bolts thudded the heavy oak as Oric heaved it shut and locked the latch. It wouldn't hold long, not with their fancy rams. Behind Oren, under the canvas, Oric crossed the torch-lit prayer room of pelts and power and pulled aside the bloody mural of the bear god. Two of Aik's fair-haired, identical underlings carried Archaic, Leoric, and her other sleeping babies through the hidden opening. But not fast enough. Hurry! Something struck the door with a rattling crash. Ugly male voices roared from the other side. They're chicken-footed bitch soldiers. But there were too many of them, and not enough time. My babies, 
a reverberating crack as a gap appeared along the door's iron frame. The two women turned with Oric, and as one, drew swords that hadn't left their sides for many a fortnight, not since that fateful day. The door exploded off its hinges, and arrows flew through. They dove, lifting hardened shields from their backs. An honourable death, and many more with us. For Orin, Oric cheered. Her ladies took up the cry as they charged, cutting through Isaac's miserly reds. Darkened smoke filled the room, clouding their weak, sapien eyes as Oric slayed three more. Another thrust, another slash, but still her redrack shook as the dark king's troops poured in. Impossible numbers, they never stood a chance. But she wouldn't surrender, not to that inferior monster, not to a sap. A quick glance, the children were gone. Had they made it? Had the night seen? Burning worry, as a bolt smashed Oryx's chest. She ripped it out. Another, and another. Stabbing pain. They must have upgraded again, bloody engineers. Two sap knights stepped forward as she slumped to her knees. Heavy silence. A hush. Tension built as the weaklings froze. The silence replaced by a resounding set of footsteps. Isaac. That bastard. The mountain swept into the room and glared down at her from behind dark, wild eyes before turning to his blonde knight. Did you kill the children? All of them? No. Her heart froze. Blood chilled. The hideous knight sneered at her and nodded. No. It couldn't be. Yes, your highness, the hideous brute replied. All five of them. Five? Only five? Oryx stifled shock as the tan king flashed a hateful black smile like his heart, like the horrified calm of his people's tormented eternities. Good work, Royce. Isaac patted his brute on the back with an empty gesture of warmth. Cruelty had no heart. Kill the Neanderthal. The blonde knight raised his gleaming blade, but she refused to look away staring him down as it fell. Never give up. Never show weakness. On to the great slumber. A searing icy stab. Everything went dark. Who loves online training at their organization? Just about no one. It's a hassle to create and distribute, and often tedious to take. And that's because you had to cobble it together. Authoring apps, learning management systems, and uneditable third-party content that looks like it's from the 90s. And none of these play nicely together. Enter Rise.com, the online training system employees love. Rise.com, sponsor for today's episode, is an all-in-one system that makes online training easy to create, enjoyable to take, and simple to manage. Not only can you create, distribute, and analyze online training easy in Rise.com, you can also get tons of training content that's beautiful and well-researched, enjoyable for learners, and awesome for everyone. And for the first time ever, you can edit, customize, and mix pre-built content with your own. If you're ready to disrupt the way your company trains employees, start your 30-day risk-free trial today at rise.com slash disruptors. That's R-I-S-E dot com slash disruptors. D-I-S-R-U-P-T-O-R-S. Perfect. And just in time for COVID when it's hard to see each other and online training is a must. Rise.com slash disruptors. 
for more details and your 30-day risk-free trial. Part 1. Rise and fall on Dice's fate. For some the future be too late. As scores of hordes engulf the land, a world where not the free may stand, instead they fall as truth not rise, growing shadows and darker skies. But these are not the wings of told, from whence the world was not so old. Thou needn't not a bane of sorrow, for better comes on better morrow. Or perhaps that be just lore. Now ye must judge and tally score. Chapter 1 The Earthing Sixteen Passings Later Marilek The boar grazed on the far side of the wooded clearing, half obscured by low-hanging pine. Big guys, almost two whinnies wide. It would take two arrows, together. Jaelic and I lined up the shot with our creator's handmade bows. Three, two, one. I loosed my arrows, and the feathered missiles covered the seventy paces without dropping a notch. An eruption of blood as the hog squealed, turned to run and collapsed. We rushed over and I slit its throat to end its misery. A familiar smile flashed between the two of us as I asked my sister which end she wanted. Always the front. She bent powerful legs and together we lifted the muddy behemoth onto practice shoulders. It wasn't the first time or a long walk. Two quarter hours or less. Still I teased her. Sure you can handle it? She shot me a look that said it all and I shut up. Didn't need her to pull a knife again. Before long, the outskirts of town came into view with a whiff of roast pork, dung, and someone's meaty pottage that made my mouth water. We passed the Wartles and the Hordnichtels, three-room mansions, chickens fleeing to half-painted coops out back as delicious smoke curled their fancy stone chimneys and laughter mingled with rowdiness from within. Yosek was lucky. He still had third elders, four whole generations. We dropped the pig next to our two-ring, char-blackened fire pit beside our hut. Olerek, my father, was drenched in shirtless sweat, messy black hair tumbling his square back and hairy chest as he chopped wood with the hatchet Vogarek had given him last passing's day. Merilek, help me with these logs. Need a rest after the heifer bearing this morn. Vogarek says rain comes. He handed me the axe and headed towards the village well, whistling a weighty tune. Time vanished as I swung, muscles flexing each arching blow. At some point, my creator, Vogarek, peeped out. Is the boar ready? Others said they saw the resemblance between us, the hard-nosed, angled chin, and smaller than normal forehead. I couldn't. Her straight blonde hair and inquisitive brown eyes were a million paces from my unruly dark curls and black pupils. Jayalik and I lifted the stiffening beast onto the cutting board and grabbed our matching hunting knives. We raced to carve the hulking limbs first. This time she won. Hands soaked in crimson failure, I rammed the rod through the meaty flanks and we hoisted the spit over the flame. I singed my hairy hands and pulled back, silent, 
face a mask, Jay Alec wouldn't see me wince. She didn't. Supper was rowdy as usual, with three kids, two elders, and two great elders. Ought to have been three, if Garsek was still here. If it wasn't for that row over herding rights last spring. But even without his cutting blade and sharper comments, the table was a war zone. Still, it had been three passings since anyone got stabbed, and even that was only an eating knife. Plus, ale was involved. After the free-for-all over the juiciest slabs, Vogarek wanted to hear a blow-by-blow of the kill. Even Yolanik kept his beard mouth shut for once as we spun the story, at which point he brought up the wars further south and west. At last, something interesting. But my creator shrugged when I asked what she thought. The sap kings have warred among themselves for passings. What's to say this time will be different? Which spurred a fire-turner of a tale from Olaric, who loved to one-up my other great elder, Yelanik. Once long ago, our people ruled these here parts. The Dorogis were massive and held dominion over all the best lands. Saps relegated to Africa, South Markle, and India, or so they say. Boring. Wasn't near the first time he'd told it. I cut into a bloody slab with my eating knife when there was a knock. A dirt-faced Yosek entered, chest-pounding like the pale redhead had run down an elk. What is it? Fulgaric hurried over, put her arm around the troublemaker I spent every hour with, but still, he shook. There's been an attack. Wolves, he told us everything as Vagaric wrapped him in her brown homespun cloak. He'd been hunting with his brother, Barrack, when the two of them came across a fresh kill east of our favourite fishing hole. We were lugging it back when we stumbled on a pair of brutes. We tried to retreat, but Barrack tripped. He winced as he described the vicious kill. They pounced, and I drew my sword, but it was too late tore up his throat and thigh. The second wolf had gotten away like their last stillbirth. How can we help? I gripped my friend's scarred forearm with a seething anger to show our support. His second kin in as many moons. Even out here, that was high. He nodded his thanks. Before we earth barrack, we must kill the pack, or more may starve. It would mean a great deal if I cut him off. Was he serious? Of course we'd come. It's not like we could help with the carvings. Tyreek was the best bone artist in town, and I had to help somehow. Bows and quivers came down from hammered pegs as we suited up. Jay Alec grabbed her short sword as well, but I hadn't removed mine from earlier. Better prepared. Quarter hour later, Yosek's clan arrived, armed and fuming. The night was dark and hazy, eerie fog covering the village. But Gayaric pressed ahead, undeterred with her torch high, as we entered the woods, where I'd done my rites three passings prior. Visions of cutting down that bull lynx still gave me chicken skin.
past the pines, we came to blood-stained grass and claw marks at the edge of the clearing. We gave them space to make peace with their gods. They'd need to ensure his peace in the great slumber. But Tyreek would handle that. He was the best. After prayers and curses, we pressed deeper into the thick wood. Chances were someone would die this night. It was dark as pitch and still as death. I gritted my teeth and squeezed my blade harder. Never fear. If it was me, I'd do it with honour. I pushed harder to be at the front. The others followed, equally as aggressive. We all wanted this. Jaelic froze and drew her bow. A musky smell. Wet fur? Where? Yelanic knocked an arrow as I drew my sword from its leathered strap. Despite the torch, my eyes strained in the dim moonlight, senses alive, waiting. A rustle came from behind as claws scuttled. I spun, yelling a warning, but it was too late. The wolves were on us, Bowstring snapped as three sprang. I stepped to guard J. Alex's exposed flank and slashed an ice-white killer, slammed my boot on his skull as a short, powerful thrust caught another. Behind me, someone shrieked. Another round of arrows and it was over. I hammered my pounding chest, and others did likewise to still the nerves and soak up the glory. Even Tyreek grinned, soaked in gore as he hugged his daughter. Both had tears of joy, because all was well again. We trekked home in fine spirits, bragging and jostling as the best of friends do. Gods, I loved a good hunt. When we got home, we piled into our cramped sleeping quarters and staked claims on the hay-strewn floor. A short fight over the corner. It reeked least of urine and was furthest from Tarasic who writhed like a headless chicken. I got it, and fell asleep thinking of sap kings and warring tales. I'd never met a sap, let alone a king. Didn't know what to think of the pitchy little bastards. Did they sleep? Eat? Probably not. What an odd way to live. The dream again, the turquoise-eyed pair, her lips moving in wordless frustration grabbing me, a hurried sprint, wide-eyed fear. What were they trying to tell me? Must be a bad omen. Perhaps they... Cock-a-doodle-doo! That damned rooster. I'll kill him. Never missed a morn. If it wasn't for Vagaric's wrath, I'd have clipped him two passings prior. He'd make a good roast, but we'd had pork aplenty for several moons, and milk from Olorek's cattle. Still, if it came to it, I'd fry that clucker. Building dread in my tug, like I'd forgotten something. But what? Bleary pause as I sat up. Brain wheels stuck. Smacked my head and it jarred loose. The earthing. Shite. I was late. Hurrying into stabbing sun as I raced for the slumber ground. Yosek's clan were on the grassy knoll next to the saplings and ancient oaks of clansmen past. Double-hammered crests carved into the circular stone at the centre. The Hornictals were here too, on the far side of the hill. 
Our lot milled about, while the others tended sheep and young children that bounced with unspent energy. It seemed the whole town had been invited, unlike the last two earthings. A few quick words by Barrack's creator, and we got to work. It didn't take long for a dozen shovels to clear a hole deep enough to earth the boy. Tyreek dropped his shirtless grandson into the pit with a thump and lifted a series of carved raven bones. I did a double take. Raven's bones? Talk about a rare offering. Gesturing to the earth and sky, he placed one spindly bone at each corner, the ceremonial fifth on Barrack's bare chest. After a brief nod, he clamoured from the hole. A moment of silence before we covered the body. Soon he was lost to us. Gone forever. Once all was as it ought to be, Tyreek placed the lucky sixth on the centre of the fresh grave. Now we drink. There were cheers all round as a barrel was rolled out, tapped and metal cup passed. One by one, a single sip of the imported ale from Akaj, centre of the old Rortic Dorogi, must have cost a great many beads. But the Wartles only had six children, and each deserved a proper send-off, at least according to the church, for whom the Wartles contributed much. The celebration broke at midday for a quick knack. It was my favourite meal of the day, an ingenious sap custom of eating a small something between breakfast and supper, often outdoors, especially in times like this. We rested our backs against our wattle and daub wall, overlooking Olaric's fields to the north, while we enjoyed leftover boar. Yosek bought bowls of pottage, too, and we flavoured the pig with the sweet rabbit and carrot stew. Unfathomably good. As soon as he'd finished, Yosek stood. I need to go. Gayarek's learning me to shoe a whinny today. Jealousy gripped me. Yosek was two passings elder and would take up the family hammer. Hammerwork always fascinated me. Something about the power and finesse of working with one's hands. If only we'd a smithy instead of a herd. But such was life. We're to make a good many and travel to Damak, market, fortnight after next. Need spun cloth and something for the chimney. He got up, gathered his bowls and left. We had chores as well, less interesting ones, and headed off. Jaelic was helping Vogaric with a set of high-backed chairs the Nautils had commissioned, and I had to milk the cows, who preferred midday. Least I could steal a few sips before supper. Jaelic would never dare. Nearly under the semi-roofed woodshed, I took her third utter. A crack of thunder, but the sky was bright. I smacked my ears, hearing things, back to my work. A hissing spray of milk as a scream shattered the still. I jumped, startling Nellie. She bucked as I reached for my sword. It wasn't there. Shite. I'd left it at home. Sprinting through fields, I hurtled the rickety cattle fence and rounded the corner to the village square and skidded to a stop. 
It ought to have been empty. It wasn't. Far from it. My heart froze. That wasn't possible. You have been listening to Neanderthal King by Matt Ward. For more information on purchasing the complete epic fantasy adventure, or to download the entire audio masterpiece free with a free trial of Audible, visit neanderthalking.com. You have been listening to Death Donor by Matt Ward. For more information, to purchase the complete audio adventure, or to download the entire techno-thriller free with a free trial of Audible, visit deathdonor.com. If you want more of The Disruptors, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or go to disruptors.fm, where you'll find tons of audio and video interview stories with leaders in the fields of genetics, cryptocurrency, longevity, AI, space, VR, and much, much more. You can also follow me on Twitter at MattWardIO. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a quick review on iTunes at disruptors.fm iTunes to help more people discover the podcast and help us make a bigger impact.